Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. Welcome to Spark Creators. I'm your host, Lee Zen. Today, I'm very excited to have Tomeka Montgomery, the founder of the podcast Raising Entrepreneurs, a parent's guide to fostering a entrepreneurial mindset. And she is also the president and CEO of Core Strategy Partner, Inc. Finally, we got to meet each other, Tomeka. Yeah. So can you say hi to everyone and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yes. I am a busy mom um, to three young entrepreneurs, which is what made this connection so challenging because not only am I a busy homeschooling mother. Of three oh, wow. Yes. I also run a consulting firm. And so um, in addition to kind of my um passion projects with raising entrepreneurs so life is kind of crazy definitely definitely so where are you based right now Tomeka? yeah i am in the dc metro area so we are originally from colorado we moved here in 2013 when i was appointed by president obama to lead an office and be an executive at the small business administration so we are in the dc metro area um, and specifically in Tacoma Park, Maryland. Definitely. We will dive in a little deeper to talk about the task that you did, pointed by President Obama. Yeah. Basically, you told me a little bit about your family, like you have three kids, and your husband also lives um, in D.C. right now. So tell us about your husband, and you, you have three sons, right? Three sons, they're yeah, boys. So tell us a little bit about them, and how's everything going? Yeah, 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 yeah. So my, uh, well, my husband is also a business owner. Um, so he's a real estate appraiser. So we are both busy. And he also, we kind of tag team homeschooling. But wow. our boys, yes, our boys are 10, almost 12, and 13. And so they are all very different. And they keep us very, very busy running around with um, their activities or, you know, kind of just their own entrepreneurial things. So we have a busy household. Definitely. Yeah. It's so like when you tell when you told me that you're homeschooling all your three boys, it's like a lot of things you have to plan and do every day on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. It is challenging. I mean, um, because you do, you know, you want to make sure that you're giving your kids the best, best. experience as possible. Um, 
but you also want to, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting challenge because when you homeschool, you have so much flexibility to create a learning environment that your children can really thrive in. Um, so you want to do that, but at the same time, you know, you want to get stuff done. And I know for me, sometimes every child is different. And so it's like you're trying to adapt your, your, learn, your teaching style to that child, which, I mean, as parents, we, sh we should be adapting our parenting. To each child but I have to say I'll just be honest sometimes I just wish I'm like with my boys I'm like can you just be an overachiever and make my job really easy for me sometimes <laughs> do I have to struggle with you sometimes all the time please give me a break but definitely yes yes but that's also why they inspired you to start this podcast right raising entrepreneurs yeah so we will talk, you know, a little more about that um, today. I think our conversation I will divide it into two parts. One is we're going to talk a little bit, a little bit about entrepreneurship, and the other one is about the podcast that you are running. Um, about entrepreneurship, not only like about your own path, but also some opinions you have, you know, when it comes to educating uh, the youth and the kids about entrepreneurship. Yeah. I did a little research I read on your website saying that when you were young, your mother actually started businesses as a way to bring extra side, like side incomes to basically helping your mom along the way was your exposure to entrepreneurship in the beginning. And also you realized later um, helping your mom and also see how she struggled in the business actually sparked a drive for you to step into this entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial path, right? So can you tell us a little bit how you got influenced by your mom and, uh, and what about your childhood? You know, like, do, do you have other people like who inspired you and uh, kept you going in this path of entrepreneurship? So yeah, when I was a teenager, my mom would do um, sell little figurines and things. Um, and so she would help me have me help her out. And but you know what, I wasn't really, I don't know if I was really aware. I knew she was trying to start a business. And I knew she was trying to make extra money. But I don't know if I even saw it as business and entrepreneurship per se. You know what I'm saying? I just thought, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, my mother's doing something on the side to try to help out. I enjoy going shopping with her to go buy the things. Mm -hmm. And then I would help her sell. So she had a little stand or something that was inside of a nightclub. So it was inside of a nightclub. And so she would sell these little things inside the nightclub. And so, you know, it was fun for me to hang out there, right? <laughs> I was like, sure, I'll go. But you know what? That didn't, that didn't put inside of me this desire to want to be a business owner. It was just an experience, you know, as a child, as a, as a teen. You know, I went on to college, went on to join the Peace Corps and, you know, did other things in life. And I think where my, my eye and my vision toward entrepreneurship um, began was I was actually living in the D.C. metro area. I was a presidential management fellow at the Department of Justice. Um, and I was working in the Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention. 
And what I would do in my role is I would travel to different states. And part of my role is I would have to visit jails and lockups to ensure that they were adhering to federal policies on how to detain young people. But then also I was doing work um, where I was helping local communities draft strategies to address in, um, juvenile delinquency. And I did that for two years and I was like, well, I don't really like working for the government. I said, and so, and also I decided I wanted to get out of that delinquency justice side of, of, of youth and decided that I wanted to get into youth entrepreneurship. So I, this was back in the end of 2000. So I quit my job in here in the DC metro area, moved back to Colorado with this vision of, um, either starting an organization for young people to foster entrepreneurship. Um, but what happened was about a month after I got to Denver, I met a woman who had a, um, a community development organization and her organization would buy blighted property and redevelop the property. Well, when I met her, she had recently acquired um, a development that was a huge development. I think it was like 37 acres with tons of buildings on this development. And one of the buildings, um, which was a 26,000 square foot building, she wanted to turn it into a business incubator. Mm. Not for kids, but just an adult business incubator. And I was like, I could do that. You know, hey, never done it before, but I have a lot of confidence in myself. So I was like, yes, I could do it. And so she hired me to um, open and launch the, this, this incubator. So that was back at the end, beginning of 2001. And so that's how I got into this entrepreneurial space. So, you know, initially I had started thinking I was going to get in youth entrepreneurship, but I ended up you know, doing this other thing. And so it's kind of interesting that full circle. So that was in 2001. And then many, many, many years later in 2017, um, after working, you know, 17 years, 16 years or so in this space of fostering and supporting um, adult small businesses mm -hmm. yeah, and small businesses that I got, I went back to fostering it with young people. And what kind of led me to go there is when I was, um, so in my previous positions, when I was in Colorado, I would like at the incubator, we would provide programs that support entrepreneurs. And so I was always fascinated by how the information that you share with entrepreneurs, how one entrepreneur can just take it and go and you see them just really thrive. And another entrepreneur, and they both seem like they're at the same place and the same level of resources, one just seems to struggle and can't just seem to move forward. And I, I kind of deduce that part of that is about a mindset. And so I began to think like, what if I could essentially brainwash my kids and rewire their brains or create neural pathways in their brains such that um, this aversion to risk and stepping outside of your comfort zone, that we can make, we can create experiences for them that really helps to shape and cultivate and foster this entrepreneurial mindset. 
And so that's what led me to start the, the podcast. Got it. Yeah. So actually, hearing your story, you in the beginning you plan to do youth entrepreneurship, but you stepped into adult entrepreneurship. You know, helping small business owners and observing how the like how everyone works and really seeing some kind of need and problem and how different mindset changes people. So that you found it is important to have. Kids, you know, like to have youth, like you're including your child to learn that mindset in order to succeed in the future as well. Yeah, which is really cool. I think it's it's really a lesson that you learn from real life experience. You know, bringing that into the podcast and、um, basically that formed the basic、uh, foundation for you interviewing other people to learn about the mindset, right? It's great to learn. Yeah. So you started your business journey or entrepreneurship journey in back in Colorado. That's the first phase. But but your journey in entrepreneurship thing seems like have several phases, right? So could you tell us in detail what kind of stages have you gone through?、Um, what do you what, you know? What do they mean to you? Like those different phases, yeah. And especially you know the highlights that、uh, you were appointed by President Obama, and also later you decided to go into like funding your own company like that. Yeah. So it is, you know, it's so interesting how life. Works because I was an English major in college, so、um, this track that I'm on is, you know, has no connection for the most part, you know, on the surface, to what I got my undergraduate degree in, and you know, I got my master's in public administration.、Um, but I think, you know, going to Colorado.、Um, And working in this space of entrepreneurship, what what's interesting is that、um, right before I got the appointment from President Obama, I had actually switched roles, and so I was no longer running a small business center. I was actually executive director of a business leadership foundation、um, called the Denver Metro Chamber Leadership Foundation. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, I was ready to move on from entrepreneurship and small business to do something a little different. But about eight months into that role, I got tapped for this appointment、um, at the small business administration. So I was like, oh wow, you know, it's pulling me back in. And you know, so I was like, okay, this is a great opportunity. So we picked up and moved to the DC metro area. And so what what was exciting about that opportunity was that. I was now leading the office that oversaw for the nation programs that I was doing on the ground. So when I was in Denver, I got a local perspective, right, in a local community-based experience with supporting entrepreneurs. Then I had the opportunity to work on a federal level where I was. Looking at things from a national perspective, and had the opportunity to design new initiatives and to impact policies and national programs to support a whole variety of different entrepreneurs. And so, I really appreciated that experience、um, to see things on a local level, on a national level, to impact policy, to to design programs. And then from there to then say, you know what, I I'm ready to go off on my own because when you know when I finished 
the the administration, you know, like a lot of people do, they go out and find other positions. And I just really took a step back to assess, okay, is that the path that feels right for me? And, you know, I do think that I've kind of, the re, you know, I said I was an English major um, in college, but my path has looked a lot kind of different. And I think part of that is because I often will go with what feels right for me. And it did not feel right for me to go off and find and work for someone else. Um, it just felt like this was the time for me to go off on my own. I have been doing this work for so long. It was now time for me to actually put into place all of those things, you know, that I talk about and do. You know, I would say for sure I was an intrapreneur, right, in the work, um, um, in my workplace. But now it was translating that intrapreneurship into entrepreneurship. And so I was like, yeah, I, this is, I'm going to do it and to just see what, what I can do. And so that's what I'm doing now. And I'm hustling. <laughs> Definitely got it. So it looks like the role has switched from managing, you know, helping entrepreneurs in this uh, center, you know, like from, from original base. And then you're zooming out to see a bigger picture at a national level. And now you're zooming into again, going into as a solo, you know, like individual entrepreneur and really thriving in this entrepreneur thing. So you are like definitely have, you have experienced many, you know, different um, levels in terms of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, having like, you know, the vision. And so that, that's why I'm especially interested in um, learning besides say what you have said about the mindset about entrepreneurs, you know, that are different, that can make their path or, uh, you know, like succeed or fail or even, you know, thrive in the process. What are some other things that you learned or lessons you learned along your journey in entrepreneurship and by helping these entrepreneurs, you know, try to achieving their goals and through this like small business development initiative and also at a national level and now um, educating youth about entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like what kind of lesson have you learned? You know what I have learned? And this is, I mean, I think this is a lesson that I really learned from that really got highlighted when I did my interviews through the podcast is that you don't have everything. It, actually, I had a guest say this. Uh, she was a young girl who was just a spitfire. And she said, everything is figure outable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Isn't this the new book for Marie Folio? <laughs> oh, is that? Okay. That's yes, what that, yes, okay so yes. Yeah, that's what she said. She said, everything is figure outable. And I'm like, you know what? That is so true. And I think sometimes what holds us back in this journey is that it's it's a lot don't get me wrong it is a lot trying to figure out everything but everybody who goes down this path most of us have never done it before and so but they but we figure it out and so you just have to kind of trust and believe that you know how to seek out answers um, and I think that's a, a thing that, you know, I try to teach with my children. It's like, you know, the fact that you don't know something now is not a fixed 
position. It's not a fixed situation. I always say, if they're like, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, yet. It's a yet. Because it takes time. You have to learn and push yourself. And so that is what I'm learning. And I've, I've, I've learned that, um, you know, to you got to be kind to yourself and how you speak to yourself and even give yourself patience. One of the things that I used to say, you know, about the services that we provided through the, as, through the resources that, you know, through the organizations that I ran to support small businesses is that, you know, being a business owner is kind of like if you've ever driven in fog in a very, very dense, thick fog where you cannot, you can barely see in front of you. And what you do see are shapes. You just see shapes, right? And what I used to say to people when I used to talk about our services, I said, you know, that's an entrepreneur. It's like you're, you're looking and you're like, well, what's that? And what's that? And, you know, I can't, you can't see the form. But you know how in fog, what happens is, is the sun comes out and it burns the fog. And then what happens is, is you begin to say, oh, that was a tree or oh, that was a building. That, and, and I used to say that that's how we would be. Our services would support entrepreneurs by lifting that fog and enabling them to really see what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think that that is, you know, this journey, it is like you're in this fog, but there are resources. Um, I think, you know, that's the other lesson that I've learned is not only are there resources, but many of us have a lot more connections um, and access to a social capital that we often don't tap into. Mm. And it could really help to accelerate our growth in our businesses, as well as increase the chances of our business success. If we really recognize that we know people, we have connections, we just need to reach out and make people aware of kind of that we need help or what our needs are. So along the way, like thinking about that fog analogy, is like besides the sunshine comes out, like you also... Like you can also move forward, you know, just to keep driving or keep walking until you get closer to that specific thing. And then you will see, even if the sun didn't come out, you know, like you can see what the shape or what the object or really is. So sometimes you get the outside, you know, social help and people or resources. At the same time, if you keep sticking to your goal, just getting closer and closer to where you want to go, where you wanted to see and make that strategy and path clear, then in the end, you will get to it, right? You It will be crystal clear right in front of you. Yeah, because you're so close to it, right? You are the president and also CEO for Core Strategy Partners, Inc., a consultancy that helps corporations, governments, and nonprofits develop and um, implement effective strategies to strengthen and advance entrepreneurial development for women, youth, and underrepresented entrepreneurs. So why is those group, you know, like, Women, youth, and underrepresented entrepreneurs are so important to you. Yeah, so there must be something that drives you to help these specific groups, right? Yeah, and actually, you know, um, 
you know, as a part of business, it's always like this iteration. And so you've not seen my latest iteration with uh-huh. my business because really what my business is, what, what I focus on my business is not so much around specifically the entrepreneurial ecosystem. So that's not my focus. What I do in my business is I help organizations address business challenges in a way that has a positive social impact. Mm. And, um, and, so, and so the reason why that's important to me is because, and it kind of gets to what your, your question was, which is around the groups that I focus on. I have a heart for helping and supporting those who are often marginalized. And so even when I was working in entrepreneurship, when I was um, running entrepreneurial programs, I, I did, I, I got involved in entrepreneurship, as you know, beginning with um, focusing, thinking I was going to focus on youth. But for me, the, it's about economic empowerment. That is, that's what entrepreneurship is about for me, is economic empowerment. And so those groups that you talk about, that you mentioned, are groups that are economically disenfranchised in America. And so, you know, I'm not interested, if I were, you know, if I'm doing stuff in entrepreneurship, you know, I'm not really interested in, in developing programs or doing resources that are that are to the benefit of already wealthy individuals who have access to a huge network and so on and so forth. That would not feel um, that would not fill me up um, because I'm not helping to economically empower somebody who was in a different in a different situation. So. So my work, my company core strategy partners, uh, what we're doing is we are helping corporations recognize and identify that addressing, looking at their work from a social impact perspective is, ought to be core to their business strategy. Um, and so what that might look like is working, doing work that um, helps people who have been justice involved or formerly incarcerated, um, doing work that um, or, or launching initiatives that give voice to people who have been displaced and homeless. So when you think about all of those marginalized communities, that's where my heart is. And I want to do work that impacts their lives. And in that way, not only those people get helped, but also socially and economically, you know, you are helping the country to build a better overall thing, you know, like by helping those people. So which I think has a lot of meaning in it. Yeah. Not only fulfills yourself, but to very different levels, it contributes. Yeah, um, exactly. So you have over 20 years of developing and delivering entrepreneurship programs across the nation. Maybe you have or may not have designed specific programs for young entrepreneurs. But if you were to design a program for kids, for example, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have a program already? What would you include? What is the difference, you know, between educating kids about entrepreneurship versus adult? So 2018, I started hosting 
and created the Montgomery County Children's Business Fair. So that is a one day experience for young people to have the opportunity to sell products and services that they've created. And um, that gives me so much joy to see these young people and just, you know, their faces light up when they make money, you know, because money can be a great motivator. I don't have anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with making money. Uh, I think the key is that you learn how to use those resources, your gifts and use your resources to have a positive impact on community. And so, so we do that. But you know, I feel like my mission in this space of entrepreneurial development for young people is not so much in developing programs for young people as it is in equipping families to do it themselves. So I, I don't want to put on, I don't want to create a camp and then all, and you send your kids to the camp and then I have, and then I teach your kids. I don't want to do that. What I want, because I want to get your buy-in in this as a parent, I want to help you see that raising kids with an entrepreneurial mindset is not an event but it is the way that you parent. And so there are things that we can tweak in our parenting that helps to foster an entrepreneurial mindset, just like you can parent to create a spoiled child and an entitled child, right? You can parent to create a child that is self-reliant, um, confident, um, and entrepreneurial. And so that's, that's where... I want to, when you think about, when I think about programs and resources, that's where I am focused. And so we created, or we, I always say we, I don't know, it's me. <laughs> I created um, um, this book and this resource, it's really a toolkit called Beyond the Lemonade Stand. And it's a resource for parents um, to walk their kids through some simple steps on starting their first business. I mean, it's the same things that we go through as entrepreneurs, but it's communicated in a way that is fun and relevant to young people. I think um, since I have also interviewed a lot of entrepreneur kids and also parents, I, I just think the idea of educating or even involving parents is just so important because none of the business would exist even without the parents, really, yeah. And we can we can say we can say we teach kids about you know uh, how to start a business and doing specific things, but business running a business it's also a time consuming you know like energy consuming type of deal without the commitment from the parents support from the parents you know not saying on a financially or technical level, but also just trying to have you know that mindset to support the kids anytime and allowing the kids to to do and accomplish whatever they want is really really important yeah i real i realized that later too like none of the kids can do anything without their parents their yeah, without their parents yeah it can't be done exactly yeah. yeah so that's where my focus is definitely yeah Last question before we dive into the podcast, yeah, because the podcast it is about raising entrepreneurs. Definitely a resource for you know all parents who uh, wanted to raise entrepreneurial kids. Um, 
tell us more about your experience managing the $160 million pointed by President Obama to deliver training and technical assistance programs. Maybe give us one example of, like, say, a small business owner benefited from those programs you designed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, the interesting thing is... Um, working on a on a local level, you're working. You see individual entrepreneurs, you know, and who are impacted. When you go to a federal level and a national level, your touch down to the local level it gets removed. I mean, it's just you're just at a whole different level. But I will say, one program that I created when I was in the administration that I was really proud of was is called Aspire. And it was something that I, um, we launched it with the Kellogg Foundation, and it was to provide entrepreneurship education and microloans to people who have been formerly incarcerated. And so I had the opportunity to go to, so it was in a local community. So we, we launched it in St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis, I think. Yeah, St. Louis. Gosh, my memory is oh, St. Louis. And so I went to the to the kickoff of that program, and it was it just felt good to see individuals in that class who who are so disenfranchised because of some bad mistakes that they've or poor choices. Um, that they may have made, or maybe they didn't even make a poor choice. Maybe they were just wrongly convicted or um, whatever. They, you know, to see that they saw hope in an opportunity where others had not given them the opportunity, that just really warmed my heart to say, wow. And, and you know, and that's what I, that's why I think, you know, the, the role that I played um, at the at the administration for the administration at the small business at, at the SBA was so important for me as a black woman because I think it is my my own lived experiences which shaped kind of what I brought to that role and where I wanted to put emphasis and who we served or who we were more intentional about trying to reach. Because if it really is about trying to economically empower individuals, then we have to say, okay, well, who are those groups that are not being empowered economically? And let's do something specific for them to change their situation. So, so yeah, so that was something that really, you know, I, I look back on and feel really good about. All right. That's the first part of the interview with Tameka Montgomery. Tameka has three sons, and along with her husband, Jonathan, they created this podcast called Raising Entrepreneurs. So in next week's episodes, we are going to continue our conversation with Tameka, and we'll be chatting with her on her podcast. As a parent, Tameka is very clear about the type of people she wanted to launch into the world, so she wants to make sure her boys are fully equipped with entrepreneurial mindsets and to take on their life proactively. This is why that uh, she started the podcast. She's on the journey to equip herself and other parents with the knowledge to raise kids who are self-reliant, resourceful, and go-getters. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, learning about Tomeka's background and gained some insights into entrepreneurship. Again, this is Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers young entrepreneurs to learn, create, and become. I'm your host, Lee Zen. I will see you guys next week at the same time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators podcast at peachandplumlab.com.